Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! It's kind of a funny story. I was on the stationary bike this morning watching the World Junior coverage. I'm like, we should have Rich Sutter as our World Juniors insider. Boom, send. I sent it to Rich. How about that? Not Clark. <laughs> so Rich wrote me back. I'm in! When Christmas rolls around, everybody's going to be locked down. You're all, we're all going to be watching the World Juniors, and we'll all convene here every morning to talk about the game the night before and tee up the next night's game. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome to the Hour 2 kickoff, everybody. We've got Moose DuPont back in the bunker. Hey, Moose. Hi. How was your last 40 minutes? Amazing. I could just sit and listen to Rich Talk Hockey all day. I get the sense a lot of people feel that way. I wish he lived here. We could bring him in regularly. I know. What, what's the flavor of Caliber Coffee you got going oh, on? Brazil. It's uh, Brazilian Seven Falls or something Ooh. like that. Oh, it's one of our favorites. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, when I'm done this, I'll go fill up with that. Um, a lot of leftovers from last hour filling, spilling over here into the second half kickoff. Coming up next segment from Manitoba's Information Superstation, 680 CJOB. Our good friend Jamie Thomas, the Jets uh, radio color commentator. Jets do not play tonight, correct? Uh, no. Good. That's probably why he can be with us today as part of a... They're not part of this eight-game NHL slate. But you know what? We can talk some football here. And I chuckle because that's... Aside from the NHL questions that came in for Rich Sutter, obviously a ton of football questions for you and me. So let's welcome in a lot of our viewers through uh, YouTube and Facebook here. One, Chad's watching on YouTube. He says, for no other reason than the daily face-off between you and DuPont, I want to see Toronto and Vegas in the cup final. There will be blood in the streets. I want to see that too. There will be blood in the streets over that. <laughs> and it was my one of my quick six show topics. The Golden Knights have won six in a row, and they're now tied with Colorado atop the National Hockey League overall standings with 64-point seats. Just saying. But if people say that the Canada division is the weakest. The Honda West ain't no shakes either. Uh, no. <laughs> just, just, have you seen the winning percentages of Anaheim, LA, and San Jose? Don't even look. I know. So I'm just. It's two, and then even the like three, four is. No. Yeah. This is funny. I got to throw this in. I think about this way too much. Mike Blackbird's watching in Toronto, and he says, Does Rich Sutter watch football? Does he like NFL or CFL? Look, Rich. I said we've been friends 24 years now. Can't believe how old we are. But he, he was always like a Ryder fan because of my role with it. And now when I left the Riders, he's one of the first guys that I talked to. And now, what did he say? Was it you or to my brother that he was like, so what's going on with the CFL? Are they playing? Are they not? Are they folding? They're not really following it. Right. And that's just NHL people. <laughs> hockey, hockey people. Hockey people. They don't care. About football, period. He just said he watches hockey 24-7. Yeah. And this is now the world that I'm immersed in now. And it just annoys me because 
A lot of the football people say to me, oh, I don't watch your show when you talk hockey. Why do you got to say rude crap like that? Because the hockey people never say that about football. They just, they don't crap on it. They just don't They don't watch. even think about it. Exactly. I know. But that's the difference between the two sports, like night and day. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're not comfortable in what you're doing, right? And, and troll, it's just the troll mentality, right? Yeah, I guess. You know, just don't watch. Shooters Shoot Basketball Podcast watching on YouTube says, I've never heard Rich Sutter speak before personally, but huge fan of his after that segment. He's just a good guy. He's a Sutter. Yeah. The sun shines on the Sutters every day. Don't ask me why. It just does. So to the football stuff. Um, where did the guy go? Michael Alley watching on YouTube. And I'm not sure where Michael's from, but he says, Rod, I heard your interview on another network. You said your interview looks like a merger is happening. And as you said, they're putting a rule book together. Does it even make sense for the CFL to have a season this year? I'm just going to read a lot of the comments, Darren, and then we'll mush them all together. Sure. Um, from William May says, will the CFL be weaker if the XFL merger happens when the American quarterbacks leave to play down south? From the Raging Dolphins maniac, he is in Syracuse, I believe. He said, if a CFL-XFL merger happens, could the new league play all their games here in the United States if they can't play in Canada? You see, I just... Oh, yeah, Michael Alley, you're from Los Angeles. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Is my memory completely shot? No. Or is it just today? that Maybe I'm... it's just today. I was telling Darren last night in the press box before we did the hockey game, I said, this is all so new to me. I used to be able to handle, I used to reply to everybody when I was on the air just in this province. But now it's all over the continent. I can't remember people's names. I, I don't have time to get back to everybody. And it's very, it's bothering me. You can tell that it's bothering me. I can. You're so good at, at getting people's names and locations. My whole life's been about that. Yeah. I got to get used to it. Uh, Tank Abbott says there's going to be a lot more hockey people when the CFL is eradicated from the earth if they don't get their act together. And oh yeah, the Raging Dolphins Maniac says, I'm in Rochester, New York. Of course, I said the red, white, and blue, the Americans. I'll get it. Of all those comments, what, what, what do you think? It always makes sense to play, Right. If you're going to go XFL, CFL route and change the game to four downs, it still makes sense to play this year because all the stadiums in Canada are still going to be full. Not with fans, but like there's going to be a team that plays in Regina out of Mosaic Stadium. There's going to be a team in Winnipeg that plays out of IG Field. There's going to be a team in Ottawa, right? These stadiums need those tenants. So if there's going to be football teams in those communities, it doesn't matter, three down, four down. They need to play. They need to generate revenue. The Rough Riders will always be here, right? So stay top of mind. Keep the fan base engaged. doesn't matter if it's three or four down. It makes sense to play, even if you're going to switch your game next year. still makes sense to play if you can. Dubes, dubes. Now we're getting somewhere Yeah. in that. And hang on, Jeff, in Winnipeg. I'll get to your comment. But in that, with the Russ Jackson comment that we just skimmed across last hour. Let's spend a little more time on it. Russ Jackson, the greatest Canadian quarterback ever in CFL history, telling 3downnation.com's John Hodge in Winnipeg that he fears for the future of Canadian football if there's a merger. His heart sank when he first heard about this. Well, the way I look at it, you just said there will always be a Rough Riders. 
Well, if you are that dead set against a merger and four down football, then you might not always have a Rough Riders. That's what I think we need to realize here. Or if it becomes that CFL that it used to be, that Robert Van Stone of the Leader Post here, the columnist is purporting, or Jim Hobson, the Hall of Fame former Rider president, if they go back to that, that can function too. The CEBL's doing it. The CPL's doing it. That can happen. But everybody needs to decide what they're doing. Tank just said it. They need to get their act together. Do you have a sense that the nine CFL owners and presidents are all in one direction as we sit here today on where this needs to go? No. I think if, if they did and they were unified and, and really sure of where they were going, we'd know, right? You'd be unified. You'd know exactly you're on the path. But when you're unsure where you're going, you don't want to commit to anything because you don't know which way you're going to go. So you commit to one and then do the other and it looks bad, right? So, no, I don't think they're on the same page. I think it's incredibly difficult when you got nine different people in nine different markets, nine different interests, and multiple different business models. It's hard to be on the same page. So I don't think they're on the same page, and maybe one day they'll be there. But You see what I'm saying about yeah. Russ Jackson's fear, though? Oh, yeah. He fears that the Canadian game's going to go away. Well, if you keep it, you might it lose. might die. It might die. And it doesn't <laughs> right. mean that the only way to save the Rough Riders is to go four-down football. It's not what we're saying. But if you're not open to ideas of change it might mean the end of you. Are you willing to cut off the leg to save the body? That's where we're at. Yeah. And so to the viewers here, Michael Wynn says on, he's watching on Facebook, too much overanalyzing on this. Let's just play football, please. And thanks. Well, Michael, if, if we could just wave a wand and open training camps in a month, they do it. We can't. You not understand there needs to be critical thinking. The lack of critical thinking is what got them into the mess that they're in right now. Let's just not think about it and go play ball. Huh? <laughs> That's the damn problem. People actually think this way. I know. And it's... it's the game will sell itself. It, it's a wonderful... No, it doesn't. Wonderful, romantic place to be, you know, to think, you know... And football players want to play. They don't want to worry about the business, right? They, they just want to play. They want to get on the field and play and entertain the fans and that's... And the fans don't care because they just want to go watch football. So just get on no, the field. No, but it has to be three and, downs. And play. But unfortunately. But there's that crowd. We can't figure it out. There's that crowd that doesn't want to see a change. So I'm just, again, back and forth here. I love it. It's the second half kickoff. Jack Fulton's watching in Vulcan, Alberta. He says, I don't care if we merge with the XFL and go to four down football. I just want football in Canada ASAP. Wayne in Victoria, British Columbia. I hate the idea of the CFL playing four-down football, but if that's the only way to see my riders play, then I'm for it. You know, thankfully, the problems in my life, because I've been through my own personal hell, they're not as big as what some people are going through in life. Bill payments, right? Health right. issues. Um, but I just think... I didn't become a CFL fan until 1988. Not that that disqualifies me from having an opinion, but I didn't. That was not till grade 10. I was a hockey and baseball guy. Um, there are people that, that they, they, they love the CFL like I love the Regina Pats. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I've got red, white, and blue coursing through my veins. That's my love. And if you don't know that, you don't know me. So I'm trying to, for those that are just welded to the three-down game in Canadian football because they love it so much, you know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of, Bob Irvin, 
Voice of the Blue Bombers, right? Tremendous example of that. Kicking and screaming towards a merger. But I sit there and go, if my beloved hockey team was about to fold and the only option was to, you know, merge with all the provincial junior A teams and the junior B teams, we had one league just within this province maybe, I would do it. For the sake of the game, I would say, let's do it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Because I'm trying to relate it to what do I love the most. Right. And See I, what I mean? Some of the major junior I'm trying Regina to, Pats hockey club. Yeah, I'm trying to take it a step further. There's not really a way to change hockey. It's not like it would be different. You know how you would change that. It would change the league you play in. Maybe it's not the Western Hockey League. Maybe the Western Hockey League exists, but the only way for the Pats to survive is to go play in the Junior A League or Junior B League. You know? Let's would do you it. do that? You'd be into watching them play just to watch them play, even if they're not in the big WHL anymore, the big junior league. Yeah. Still watch them play. So it's, you know, what do you need to do to, to survive, right? There's, uh, I always, people really seem to like my recovery uh, parallels. I'm a big whatever works guy, two W's, whatever works, whatever works to make your life better. Right? Yeah. And that's where I would be with the Regina Pats. So, uh, Jeff Kibilis watching in Winnipeg says, I love my NCAA football. I get flagged for it, but hey, it's my thing. My guess, Jeff, is that you probably grew up with some connection to college football. Like, I grew up with a connection to junior hockey through my dad, right? So, and I, with college football, I've always related it to major junior hockey. It's imperfect. And there are younger athletes, they make mistakes. That's what makes games unpredictable. There's a more human element to it, yeah. right? College football, made junior hockey, major junior or junior A. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of great... Beneath sports, watching on Twitter. And Dar Ragan on YouTube, they both say the same thing. Is three downs the hill that the CFL dies on? We can keep the waggle or 12 players... The, C- the hill the CFL will die on is the ratio. When we first started farting around with this five weeks ago, uh, Wednesday will mark six weeks of the CFL-XFL thing, we talked about how cute the rouge, the three downs, the end zones, the this, the that. The cornerstone of Canadian professional football is the ratio. Everything else is just window dressing. Do you not agree? Kind of. You know, when it comes, for me, when it comes to the importance of it, I do think that's very important. I think it might be the most important nuance to the Canadian game. Having Canadian players in the game is important. But from a fan's perspective, once you flip the coin and kick off for the first time, you don't know about the ratio. You don't know if that guy's Canadian, that guy's. You're not paying attention to that. So what makes the Canadian game unique, not what makes a Canadian. What makes a Canadian is those Canadians playing, but what makes it unique is three downs, the Rouge, the wide field, the waggle, 12 guys on the field. Those are the things you notice when you watch a game, the differences from the American game to the Canadian game. But you're right. The ratio it might be the most important. And when we watch the game, we're not even paying attention to it. But behind the scenes, extremely important to grassroots Canadian football. So are you noticing, I, I want to follow this up with Jeff Kibbelis in Winnipeg. Remember what I said? You grew up with college football in some regard. He right. just wrote back, you bet, Rod. My dad, who is who got me into it, he loved American football over Canadian. So I think people don't... I spend so much time examining what makes people tick. 
What makes you do the things that you do? Whether it is, and that's in the recovery world. I've just translated it to sports. What made you abuse this person? What made you abuse this substance? What makes you behave this way? That's why I can walk into a room with what most people would think is a caged animal and just sit down and go, what's going on, man? Why are you doing what you're doing? Crazy, right? Right. But I'm just saying, you're, you're, you, a lot of what your fandom is comes from when you were a little kid. Peanut Butter Pete's watching in Estevan. He says, I agree. What do you agree with? With dupes or with me? Nelson, our content creator, says, are these people saying they can't watch four down CFL football, the same ones who stopped watching hockey because they took away the two-line pass or when they made the players wear helmets? Probably. I mean, the, the problem is a lot of people say things that they don't mean. And Jeff Fairholm, my favorite rough rider ever, we, we would sit around and have these talks. Like, rider fans say, I'm burning my tickets if you don't fire the coach. All this. And Jeff's like, they never do. They just say that. Yeah. But the problem is, if you've got a weak leader in any regard, politically, sports, your business, if he's influenced by those people, that's when it becomes very scary. They make their decisions based on what the last guy that tweeted at them was. Yeah. Anyways, we got to take a break. And we will talk Winnipeg Jets with Jamie Thomas and more of this when we come back. From 680 CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live. And 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE at earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media. Follow us on Twitter at May and at Earth Echo Foods. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of Jamie Thomas, and we appreciate him joining us today. Just from the viewers on our chat through Hour 2 here from Michael Alley watching in Los Angeles. He's a big CFL fan, but he says, I'm a big hockey fan, too. Saw Rogie Vashon play for the Kings. Uh, James in Border, Manitoba says, it's not Monday till Rod yells at someone. Oh, we got that out of the way. And some uh, talk here on... 
CFL marketing, yada, yada, yada. But let's uh, bring in Jamie Thomas now, because time's limited for an NHL broadcaster. We know that from 680, 680 CJOB. How you doing, JT? I'm so busy that I had to to take some time to find the best internet in the house, which is in my daughter's bedroom. So that's why you have this beautiful decor behind me. So... Well, thanks That's for sitting through the break, and yeah, yeah, I appreciate all of that. Let me. Last time you were with us was from Bell MTS. What's the name of the practice Iceplex. facility there? What is it? Iceplex. The Iceplex, right? That was the last time. So it's been far too long. A lot's happened since then, Jamie. And let's Ooh. talk some uh, Winnipeg Jets hockey. Let me start here. Who's the best team in Canada? Because the Leafs beat the Oilers. The Oilers beat the Jets. The Jets beat the Leafs. I said it's like a cat chasing its tail here. What's the answer to that question? <clears throat> well, I think. It's, it varies day to day to sit on the fence in this answer. But if I look at the Jets roster, I will say they have the deepest forward group in this division, uh, in this country. So I think I give them the heads up. I also give them the nod because they have the best goaltender in the division too as well. And a guy, a group of six or seven defensemen that are kind of like the no-name group in the National Hockey League right now and specifically in the North Division. But I would say the Jets are, to me, and I see them all the time, and I've seen every other team 800 times like you guys have, um, I would say the Jets are the best team in this country right now. So when you were talking amongst your NHL media peeps, mm-hmm. Rich, like Rich Sutter was just with us an hour ago here in the bunker, and he said it's not as important to finish first. How do you yeah. guys feel about the race to finish first in the Scotia North Division and its importance? I, I think it's like something you can hang on your mantelpiece that you were the first place team in this division. But without fans, Rod, I, I just don't really see an advantage for anybody outside. You get to sleep in your bed one extra night if you play seven games. So I, I don't think they're going out of their way. And I'm speaking of the Jets to go finish first in the division. I don't think it's a lockdown thing. I don't think we, we have to have home ice in this series to be successful. The only place where it gives you an advantage if you're the Winnipeg Jets when you play the Edmonton Oilers and you get that last change against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl when they load up that top line, which Dave Tippett did the other night. So I think you get an advantage there. But overall, the Jets have been phenomenal on the road because they played 17 of 22 there. They're quite familiar with it. They, they've uh, kind of made a, a living out of playing well away from home. So I, I'm comfortable, and I think the Jets are very comfortable wherever they start the Stanley Cup playoffs when they begin. Nice. From some of our viewers, Wayne Jones watching in Winnipeg. He's watching on YouTube. He says, grabbing the North Division banner would be special. For mm-hmm. sure, but if you toe pick it in round two, one, two, or three, it's not going to be as special. You understand that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff Cabellus in Winnipeg. JT and Edmonds are the best. I listen to you guys a lot. <laughs> I think you're very good. You're getting along Thanks. well. From Deragon, I hope I'm saying it right, Deragon on YouTube. Love the hockey and football talk. Let me ask you this, Jamie. It's your first time in the show, and I'm listening a lot on NHL radio, man. It's too bad you're not traveling, right? But how has it been for you? It's like what it's the difference between calling the game at home and then calling a game off a monitor. Rod, you know this as well as anybody. You've done it before. There's a massive difference. There's such a huge advantage when you see things when you're standing over top of it rather than a monitor and allowing the television to, you know, the screen cuts off sometimes. Every every rink has their little wrinkles in terms of the broadcast of how they work the cameras. Sportsnet, TSN do things differently. So I, I, I love calling games in the building. I can't wait till you can call them with, with people in them. But uh, I feel very fortunate. There's not many jobs uh, of this in the National Hockey League. There's 31 of them. There's going to be 32 real soon. So I feel blessed to have that opportunity. But it's been great. But, man, I would love to be on the road. Like, traveling is... 
kind of a nice break sometimes to see other people in our business. That's that's one of the parts that I love about uh, being in the media is talking to everybody in every other city. And um, so I, I miss that part of it. I miss a lot of my friends, but this is this has been, I'm glad we're playing hockey. That's the first and foremost. I'm glad for the most part, the Jets have been healthy. And I think outside of the run-in in Vancouver, uh, the Canadian hockey teams have done a fantastic job fighting COVID. It's been the safest place, there's no doubt. And, of course, come next year, hopefully next year, uh, it all re- gets back to normal. So let me ask you this, where the Jets are at. I think you yeah. had them predicted to be pretty pretty high in this Scotia North division. But it's literally like, you know you're going to be in the playoffs. The question is now, how far are you going to go? And I just get this sense mm-hmm. in Winnipeg that the fans are just like bubbling. It's a good, it's a good bubbling. Yeah. They're not Paul Maurice bub- sure. wanting him fired bubbling. They're like, no. we could win the Stanley Cup here. Have I sensed mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, that makes sense totally right. And, and I, I could see why Jets fans are getting excited. You know, you have these little hiccups every once in a while. You know, you lose to Edmonton 3 nothing, but that was following a five-game road trip. It was, a lo- you know, that's that classic, and I don't want to say trap game, but whenever you come home from a long road trip, the legs aren't really there. They only they had the day off beforehand. But they're so deep up front. Um, you know, they add Jordy Ben at the deadline, so now you have s- seven, eight defensemen that you can piece in in your lineup. Um, in the playoffs, should you run into injuries? That's the bonus part. And again, I, I, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but Hunter Hellebuck has been so good. You know, there's a little stretch there where you're kind of concerned. He had eight games where he let, allowed three goals or more, but then all of a sudden he locks it down. He's been stupendous for the last 10 games. And I think he's pulled himself back in the conversation for the Vezina Trophy, which is clearly Andre Vasilevsky's to lose at this point, the way he's been playing. But they're they're comfortable on the road. They're they're good at home. They match up very well against any team that's going to go up against them in the North Division. It's just such an unknown outside because I don't know about you guys. I've watched nothing but Scotia NHL North Division hockey this year. I may have slipped out a couple of times for the outdoor games, <laughs> but man, I, I just been so focused on this. But I know Colorado will be a handful wherever they slide in. Vegas is going to be tough. Like the East is not easy at all. But I, I I think the Jets, with their depth up front, it's the first time in, since 2017-18 they've had a fourth line that Paul Maurice can rely on. And because of the schedule that they've had, he's been able to roll four lines, and that's why everybody's fresh. Mark Scheifler's not playing 25 minutes a night. Josh Morris, he's not playing 25, 26 minutes a night. So it's a pretty rested group. Um, they've had the benefit of this. You know, They don't play till Thursday, so they get another break here in the schedule. So I think they're healthy touching wood as anybody in the league right now. And I think they can go up against anybody, uh, anybody at any time. I'm absorbing everything you just said. Number one, great use of the word stupendous. Two, <laughs> yes, thanks. we had Ryan Leslie on, who's the host of Flames uh, television, which what you used to do. And it's the same thing. He's like, I can't tell you what the Ducks are going to do or what Getzlav's going to do. I'm not even paying attention to that. And the thing is, yeah. I get it. You're so ensconced in your own world of what you do. Now, producer there's not much room for anything else that's why i'm enjoying all the stuff i'm doing in life now <laughs> from auto yeah. racing to you get, a variety, to rock. You get oh. variety every day I, we're i'm scotia nhl north every day like the, oh i know i'm so I'm, trained now to say scotia nhl north i don't even know how to say north division anymore that's how much we're we're flying into the product <laughs> so so a couple clark's got some questions i'll fire those at you but our poll question today for capital yeah. ford and Universal Collision, Capital Ford, located right across from Polo Park Mall. Who's the most underrated player in the National Hockey League? The options are Nick Ehlers, Alex Barkov, Bo Horvat, and Sebastian Aho. And Ehlers mm-hmm. is leading by a nose over the Panthers' Alex Barkov. You see Ehlers all the time. 
Tell me about this guy. And is he ever going to be regarded as the NHL superstar that he probably is and should be? Um, I, a long playoff run will change that, Rod. I think, you know, that just remember how Mark Shifley came out in 2017-18? People yeah. in Canada knew how good Mark Shifley was, but then he has that stupendous run, especially that series against Nashville in the second round, and people start to know who Mark Shifley is. You need a long playoff run for players to get their due, unfortunately. Nikolai Ehlers is so unru- so so fast, and there's been a big change to his game because Paul Maurice takes his young players and puts them on the top line with Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley to teach them how to play the defensive side of things because the Shifley line goes up against the other team's best lines traditionally every night, so you can't help but learn through osmosis. Plus, Blake Wheeler is such a good leader what he does on and off the ice. So you learn from that. But Ehlers has really benefited from the trade of Patrick Laine because he's no longer looking to tr- pass to Patrick Laine. So now Ehlers has that shoot first mentality that he had in junior hockey and the Jets are benefiting from it. So is Nikolai Ehlers. He's a little bit older. Uh, you know, you, you know how to take care of your body a little bit better. You know how to train a lot better. So he's, he's just really coming into his own. And I hope outside of this division, outside of this country, people start to appreciate just how good he is because he's he's pretty special. And it's a great contract the Jets have him signed to right now. And this is a guy that's going to score 30 goals in the NHL for a very long time. 49-37 and 37 in Halifax of the Q for Nikolai Ehlers, which you probably know. Um, James in Border Manitoba watching says, Winnipeg is blessed with great hockey announcers, starting with Kurt Kielbeck. And I got to say this, Jamie. I walked by the Kurt Winnipeg ice. Great. I walked by the Winnipeg ice booth the other night in the Dub Hub, and I'm like, "Oh, Mitch Peacock's for good." I forgot how good Mitch is, and as you know, he's calling yeah. ice games on 1290. So yeah, Winnipeg knows their hockey. I'm calling Munzee and I have this deal. Winnipeg's Canada's mm-hmm. hockey capital. Saskatchewan is Canada's football capital. Called it a draw. He was okay with right. that. You're good. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. that that's fair. From producer Clark, what's the latest on Blake Wheeler? Okay, so Wheeler was cleared the other day um, before the game against the Edmonton Oilers, but because the Jets had these four days off between games, they thought it would be better just to give him the extra four days. And because the day he was cleared, it was just the morning skate. So Paul Maurice traditionally only puts guys in if they've had a practice or two before he puts in the lineup, no matter who they are. Um, so Wheeler is good to go. He's he's cleared to to play. So he will play Thursday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's going to cause some movement in the Winnipeg Jet forward groups. You know, that's kind of all I got for Jets questions, and I know that's what you're used to answering, but can I just throw a CFL one at you? I think people will yeah. forget that you were at TSN 1150 Hamilton. You got a lot of great friends there, a lot of people affected mm-hmm. by it going off the air. What was that experience like, just for a CFL wrinkle at you? Uh, in Ticats Town, Tabby's Town, Steel Town. Yeah, what was that like? Well, you, I remember phoning you when I got the job and and talking about what Hamilton was like and and what a what a great football city, right? It's you know there, Hamilton is so underrated when it comes to the whole GTA because Toronto overrides everybody and clearly it's the best you know CFL market in Ontario. In my opinion, I know Ottawa might have a say in that as well, but Hamilton is so fantastic. But what an experience it was to do pre- and post-game shows. You, you, When you cover the CFL like I did with Sportsnet, you're not really ingrained in it because you're doing so much hockey, but I really got to know a lot of the general manager, assistant general manager. Sean Burke is a fantastic individual, taught me a lot. You know, like 
there's it was it was a great experience for me i wish it could have lasted a little bit longer but where i am right now is where i'm supposed to be but it, it was covering the cfl every day was 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 a pleasure and I, I miss going to the Grey Cup. That's another thing that uh, was one of my favorite things to do every year in November, no matter how cold it was, wherever we were. Again, getting to gather with friends and talking about football was uh, was was one of the great parts of the job. Oh, for sure. Well, Jim Hobson, you would know him, the Hall of Fame former Rough Rider president, said to me many years ago, he said, life has a funny way of getting you where you need to go. And in your yeah. case, boom. <laughs> I don't think you're complaining. Yeah. But I, I'll just say yeah. this. You did either text me or DM me one day saying, I got Ken Austin coming on today. How do I interview him? What should I ask him? And I was literally like, <laughs> where do I go? With him? It's like, it's like, not an easy guy. Jump on it. Jump I know. Not an easy guy to interview, Jamie. No, no. But you know what? Outside of, he, he reminds me a lot of Daryl Sutter because you talk to Daryl Sutter outside of hockey or outside of being a member of the media. Best guy ever. So it's just, it's, it's incredible the difference between the two and it's business and then friendship, you know, Daryl Sutter puts an arm around you and gives you, might give you a little bit of a headlock. And, but then when the media, when the microphones are in front of him, I'm like, is this the same guy I just talked to about five seconds ago? So it's, Ken Austin is very similar, very similar to that exact same person. I remember Brent Sutter one time, all business. And when I was covering the Lethbridge Hurricanes, I finished doing a one-on-one with him. He slapped me on the butt. He's like, good job. And I'm like, I told you we just had Richard an hour ago and he's probably the most affable of the Sutters I would well he would certainly tell you yeah Ronnie's up there but I did a banquet in Paradise Hill Sask with Daryl about 16 months ago before the pandemic and I just threw stuff back at Daryl yeah he didn't really like that either like on the on the mic in front of the you know what I mean he was just sort of like yeah yeah. How dare you oh. question me? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever like, it is. Rod, like one time in Vancouver, I was covering the World Juniors, and I was got, you know how the, the assignment desk sends you with the murder question from the news department, and you got to ask those questions, and you're the face of this question? I remember asking about the, the hospital, like where the people or the kids are staying and what the parents are like, and I remember Brent just looking at me, and they looked over the PR guy. And then, you know, the laugh from the rest of the media in the room. I'm like, you just got thrown to the wolves in front of all your peers. Oh, and yeah. Brent Sutter's giving you the death glare. And I'm like, I'm never going to live this down in that one. So I, I know the I know the Sutter glare. That's the look. That's exact. And everybody is going in the back of the room. <laughs> all right. Jamie, like I said, we're listening. Go Jets. Thanks. And I appreciate the time as always, my friend. Yeah, great job with the Western Hockey League this year, guys. I'm glad it's going, and uh, at least the, oh, yeah. the players are getting the opportunity to prove what they have uh, before the NHL draft. That's fantastic news. Yeah, thanks, JT. It's been a dream. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Jamie Thomas from 680 CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. And your home of the Winnipeg Jets and Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Should we take a break and come back with a sports update or do it now, Clark? What do you say? Okay, we'll take a break. Moose will come back in here. Uh, You're watching the RP Show Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com, listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Got a sports update coming up, but Moose has joined us. Hi. Hey, Moose. There you go. There you go. Very important question just came up from the Shooters Shoot podcast guys. They're watching on YouTube and said, love the Deer Valley advertisement. What's your favorite hole on the track? It's number nine for me. Oh. I got to say, it's nine because it's so wide. I hate you know, It's like a mile wide. I know. It's very hard to lose your ball on the ninth uh, hole. I know. I always play that hole really, really badly. Good question, though, eh? Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, I like the second hole. The par three. Up Off high. Right down. Yeah. Beautiful. It's always the, And I thought that would have been on your list. It's always the spot where you get the good Snapchat, Instagram stories, right? <laughs> well, it's so beautiful out there. So beautiful. Rich Sutter was watching the commercial for Deer Valley, and he was like, oh. Can we go there? When he comes, not now. If he comes back in the summer. Yeah. We'll take him. Um, he also said that I owe it to my wife to take golf lessons and become a better golfer. Rich said that? Oh, yeah. Hopefully she's not listening. Uh, sports update. Breaking news today. Alex Smith retired today after making an improbable comeback from a gruesome broken leg saying he's ready to leave the NFL but believing he's still able to play quarterback. Smith made the announcement on Instagram a few weeks shy of his 37th birthday, hoping to enjoy more time with his family. Smith earned AP Comeback Player of the Year honors for getting back on the field last season, two years removed from an injury that required 17 operations. The Ottawa Senators are looking to build on their recent 4-0 shutout victory over Montreal when they take on the Calgary Flames tonight. Meanwhile, another team coming off a shutout performance is the Edmonton Oilers, who host Montreal. Mike Smith made 26 saves as Edmonton blanked Winnipeg 3-0 Saturday. Oilers looking to get within one point of the peg for second place in the north. For Montreal, it's the first of a five-game roadie. In Alberta, Patrick Marlowe is poised to make history tonight. The 41-year-old product of Aneroid, Saskatchewan, will surpass Gordie Howe's record for most games played in NHL history. In the dub hub, Cole Dubinsky scored twice and Drew Englott netted the winner in the second period for the Regina Pats, who beat the Prince Albert Raiders 4-3, snapping a three-game slide. Regina returns to action Tuesday at 6 p.m. versus the Saskatoon Blades on Access Now TV. Brandon Weekings extended their win streak to four games with a 5-4 overtime victory over the Winnipeg Ice. Braden Schneider scored the winner. Tristan Nielsen notched a hat-trick for Vancouver in a 4-0 win over Kamloops. Goalie Trent Miner had a 27-save shutout. Ethan Renier had a hat-trick as Everett won a battle between the top two teams in the U.S. division. Silvertips beating Portland 6-2. And Carter Such. Did I say that right, Clark? Carter Such. Thank you. Led Edmonton with two goals and an assist and a 5-3 victory over the Hurricanes. Logan Barlogi had a goal and an assist for the Canes. And winners will be crowned in the Humpty's Champions Cup today. Ottawa's Rachel Holman secured a berth in the Women's Championship final. She will face defending champ Silvana Tiranzini of Switzerland. Alberta's Brennan Botcher is in the final on the men's side. He goes up against Bruce Mowat of Scotland. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours today. Get 20% off of the promo code RP Show at uh, g2gbars.ca. By the way, I had a guy tell me this weekend, you know, it's too bad there isn't like a Western Canadian TSN where they talk about the things that we care about in Western Canada. I'm like, that's us. Did you just hear the sports update? Yeah. Humpty's 
They curled the Grand Slam final today. WHL today. What else? NHL, Western teams. Not just the Leafs. So there you go. We're doing it. More hockey, Paul. Always. Just for you. Hey, guys, are you ready for the face-off? More ready than he's ever been. Clark Monroe, producer Clark. We're facing off today for the ultimate fan zone in the Mad Greep Moose Jaw restaurant. Russ Jackson says he fears for the future of Canadian football if there's a merger with the XFL. His heart sank when he heard that there would be a potential merger between these two leagues and, and the chance to go to four-down football, changing the great Canadian game. The face-off today is, will Canadian football as we know it, the Rouge, three downs, larger fields, even the ratio as the CFL goes, will it die with a merger? And will we not have it played at the kids' level? Because that's still Canadian football. Darren, you go first with your take, and then I'll face off with you on that. My first thought is no. I mean, it's not going to kill Canadian football, but it might be the beginning of the end. It really might be because what do we do, right? Even at the small ages of hockey, we start playing the game in order to level up and start mirroring the games as you level up. And now the Western League really mimics the NHL. When they make a rule change, it instantly is in the Western Hockey League. Sometimes takes a couple of years to trickle down into minor hockey. Might be the same effect in football. If you go to four downs, um, they're not going to change right away. You know, for the next three, four, five years, it might not change. But look at BC, where they play four down football in BC throughout, you know, high school football. A lot football, of Ontario, too. You know, everywhere, yeah, that's not um, university football. They play four downs because the easiest competition outside of the province wasn't to go across the mountains, it was to go down into the United States along the Pacific Coast. So if. You're competitive. If, if the CFL starts playing four downs, won't be long before U, start, U Sports starts playing four downs. And if U Sports is playing four downs, won't be long before high school does too. They're already playing NFL. You see this, right? Foot, they're already playing NFL flag football with the kids. Dubes just argued both sides. So, and I'm I'm teasing you. <laughs> I, I know you're saying immediately no, eventually yes. Yeah, that's. And what I'm, I'm with you uh, or. Um, Russ Jackson's right. If there's a merger, it will be the death of Canadian football, and which is what he got around to. So I guess I'm agreeing with you. Thank you. Can you ever? Can you face off against yourself? That's like facing the mirror and dropping the puck. I know. You know. So the face off is brought to you by the Ultimate Fan Zone. It's your one stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Man Cave downtown Moose Jaw or on Facebook. And we've got a lot of viewers in Moose Jaw, but we don't hear from them. You people. And Moose Jaw, can you please tell me if there's Blue Jays gear at the Ultimate Fan Zone? Because my thick, heavy... Oh, Clark says it's coming in. Because they, they don't now. Okay, thanks, Clark. I got to get it from Clark. I can't... My thick, heavy bunny hug's too hot to wear under the lights. And it's summertime, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, and I got Joe trying to hook me up and see if they've got Florida Panthers gear. What about okay. Florida Panthers Oh, you're gear? getting on the bandwagon. For the playoffs, okay. right? And the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery. Head to themadgreekeatery.com for more information. They catered a meal to the Moose Jaw Warriors in the Dub Hub on the weekend. Did you see that? I saw that. Way to go, Mad Greek. Because hockey players like to eat. We'll be right back with overtime. So much coming up. Viewer takeover. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody, for OT. You ever just have one of those days? It's not a bad day, but it's just weird. Just a day. Yesterday was very strange, too. I said to my wife like five times, is there a full moon today? I got a nervous twitch in my left eyelid. Okay. That makes it look like I got a lazy eyelid right now. I don't know why it is. I'm not stressed. I have no stress in my life. Slightly concerning. Stress causes nervous twitches and hives. Did you know that, Paul? I did. Neither of which I have. But uh, anyways, Leonard, writing in on the Prairie Mobile text line from the 536, he says, if we lose the CFL, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. In Australia, the people, the private sector, the government support their athletes. That is why they win so many gold medals. Every Olympics, they're very patriotic when it comes to their athletes and sports. I would say the same thing about America. America. God bless the USA, who is incidentally back playing. From Metal Shingle Guy, writes in, the Spring League kicks off in May. He's just putting that out there. (laughs) Hey, okay. Um, which I'll be watching, you'll be watching. Of course. Devin in Regina, the federal government is not going to give private owners a blank check with no accountability. It avoids a private owner putting the money in the personal checking account and declaring bankruptcy on the corporate side. That's how rich guys stay rich. A lot of talk about Steve Simmons' comment on the weekend in his column from the Toronto Sun about how the federal government should give money to the CFL. Um, and I'm at a point now where I don't, I don't know why everybody comes to me for my opinion because I don't think it should matter. I'll watch any kind of football. I'm a big enough fan. Hockey first, but I still love football. Watching the spring, watching fan-controlled football. I'll watch cartoon football. But it's to the Joe fan, the average fan, sorry, the casual fan. Mm -hmm. Can they attract enough of them to be viable as the Canadian League? And the one thing that I keep hearing over and over and over again in the circles that I chat with, the CFL is not in a position not in a position of leverage. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. And I think you're hearing it too. I know. And, you know, where does the leverage come from? And you're right. They're not in a great position of leverage. They don't have money, right? And, and they need to get on the field, but they don't know how they're going to do it. And it's a tough spot to be in because then you're kind of hanging in the balance, but you don't want to admit that you don't have any power or any control. And that's where they're not, why they're not saying anything. Of course. That's what so you like, think, right? Of course. And I, like, I get that. We've all been there at times in our lives, right? And you're not really sure and you're uncomfortable and you're not in a position of strength. But nobody wants to admit that. Right. So I understand. But you have to get over that. This day. And then it gets better. The uh, secret in all of it is when you admit vulnerability. That's right. <laughs> that's when you start winning. Uh, by the way, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I get the eyelid twitch too sometimes, Rod. Stress causing it, causes it. I know stress causes it. I'm regarded as an expert in stress management. What I can't figure out, Jeff, is, is why I have an eye twitch when I have no stress. Do you know what the rest of my day entails? Do you know what the most important thing on my day-to-day is? Close. I'm going to the keg to pick up steaks and taking to the Marriott Hotel to eat with Crozy, the uh, voice of the Brandon Weekings. My biggest stress of my day is will those steaks be cooked in time to pick them up around Yeah, will the timing be right so that they're not cold? That's the cold biggest stress and, yeah. in my day. So why do I have an eye twitch? <laughs> it makes so, no sense. Uh, 
Curling report, Brendan Botcher beat Kevin Cooey 6-2 in another big all-Alberta game on Sunday to book a spot in the men's final of the Humpty's Champions Cup today, while Ottawa's Rachel Holman, personal friend, secured the berth on the women's side. Botcher also knocked off Cooey in the same venue earlier this year to win the Briar. Botcher will face Bruce Mowat of Scotland in the final of the Grand Slam event today. Mowat edged Brad Gushu of St. John's 5-4 in the other semi. Botcher is the defending Champions Cup champion, having won on uh, the event the last time it was played in 2019. On the women's side, defending champ Sylvana Terenzoni of Switzerland will meet 2018 winner Rachel Holman in the final today. The Champions Cup is the first of two Grand Slams and the fifth curling event held in a spectator-free, controlled environment to avoid the spread of the COVID-19 virus. Curling Report is brought to you, as always, by Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's Precision Farm Tech software for free today at vergeag.com. And if you go to vergeag.com right now, you'll see the Monday Coffee podcast drop today with myself and host Lindsay Barch. We're talking about mental health and agriculture and the importance of reaching out for help if you ask for it. And as we're talking on the Alberta thing here, it's like an all Alberta show today, I feel like. Rich Sutter said, Paul, you'll like this. When Rich Sutter got up from that chair and went to, la- to leave, he turns to me and he goes, you know, you should say more of what you feel on there. Because that, he goes, that, he goes, that's what I think your edge is, is the other networks, they can't say what they think. It's so controlled. So you should say more of what you think. And I'm like, I don't think that I can say more of what I think. Yeah, I don't think we're holding anything back. <laughs> it makes it seem like we're holding back. What more do you want? And it's funny gonna, that he would say that. It is. It is. And, you know, it's really fortunate we could get him in here. And it's so tough, you know, trying to social distance and do all those things. And we can't pack this place full of people every day. But, you know, one here, one there, we're able to abide by the rules. But it just, I can't wait till we can get more people in here and... Well, and, and because they enjoy it so much. Rich really was the bearer of good news in a lot of ways because he said, hey, out here in Alberta, where he lives, he goes, Game Plus is now included in the basic cable package, Paul. So Rich is like, I don't have to pay the extra money every week. And I said, that's tens, if not hundreds of thousands of new viewers in Alberta daily on Game Plus. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, it's, and it's all great. I also loved that Richie loved the brand. Oh, yeah. That made my day, too. <laughs> hey, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan says, I see you guys talked about pizza pops on Friday. My comment, they make Hawaiian-flavored pizza pops? Yeah, rumor has it. I'm not going to try them. Sean Fleming, former Spokane Chiefs goalie, said, nice for a change of pace. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to move off of deluxe or pepperoni no. bacon. I like exactly. them too much. Um, I think that's about it. Sammy G, Sammy G's watching in Florida. He says, who doesn't love a great Greek? He's, I love the Greeks so much, I married one. Sammy says, uh, does anyone care that, yes, the league is in trouble, but what about all the players who haven't been paid in a year? Oh, boy, that is so tomorrow. Hey, that we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. We're out of time. Uh, see you, Keg, for supper. We'll see the rest of you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. Oh, I thought you caught it. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.